I'm Susie Ann, in for Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset, your place for news, politics, and more. There is about to be a big shakeup in the grocery store scene here in Chicago. Kroger, which owns Mariano's, says it will pay nearly $25 billion to buy Albertsons, which owns Jewel Osco. So if you're a Jewel or Mariano's shopper, you may be wondering, what happens next? Joining us now to break down what this could mean for shoppers is Chicago Food Writers. Ashok Selvam is the editor of Eater Chicago, and Brianna Wellen is associate editor at The Takeout. Ashok, first of all, what are the basics of this deal? Well, you know, the the pandemic has really transformed the landscape of uh, the grocery store uh, shopping for customers. Mm -hmm. So you basically have, uh, you know, competitors like Amazon and Whole Foods. You have online competitions. And then you got the smaller cornerstone stores that, like, you know, they did really well. No one wants to wait in a line. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the Bedrock Jewel Osco or the Jewels, as (laughs) commonly known. Uh, you know, they were struggling. You know, the, they had a couple of uh, remodels here and there to draw customers. But they had a, a competitor in Mariano's and its parent company, Kroger. And they decided to, uh, you know, you know, find a, find a uh, you know, kind of a partnership, if you will. Not a merger, but Mariano's is, is, is Kroger. And it, it decided to uh, take over Jewel. And uh, we don't know what exactly that's going to look out in the coming months, coming years. It still needs governmental approvals. But, uh, you know, the that's going to make a 5,000-store chain across the country. And that's a lot yeah. of volume. That's a lot of purchasing power. I mean, that's big. But how big would this new entity be compared to, let's say, a Walmart or an Amazon? It would be the number one uh, grocer uh, chain in America. Just uh, it would, Right now, Walmart's number one, and it would slightly edge out Walmart. Yeah. Well, so both Jewel and uh, Mariano's are known for their in-store experience. Um, Neither is on the cutting edge of technology. I I wonder if this could change with this deal. Do you think there's something on the horizon there? Well, if you shopped uh, other Kroger's, you know, uh, my in-laws are in Michigan and I've shopped at Kroger. No. No, this is probably not. You know, they, uh, it, it, this is about capturing as many customers as possible yeah. and to make sure the, the, the companies survive together. And, uh, you know, for folks that, you know, want uh, brilliant apps that let you online order, uh, that's probably not the future. Who knows? Maybe they'll find a, a company to, to jump in on that. I mean, you see uh, companies that are uh, expanding Chicago right now, like Dom's uh, Kitchen mm-hmm. and Market. You don't see a, a big technology uh, expansion there, uh, albeit they only have one store right now in Lincoln Park, and they're opening an Old Town, and another one's coming in the West Loop. But uh, it seems like uh, the pandemic has just brought us back to basics. Yeah. You know, you just want that standard. You don't want the, the bells and whistles of a piano bar, as we've uh, <laughs> talked about, or, uh, you know, you don't want to walk around with a glass of wine. You want to get your stuff and get out and get on with your life. Yeah. Well, Brianna, this was the talk of the town over the weekend. A lot of people are wondering what impact this will have. What do you make of this deal? I think it is what Ashok just said. Like, this is going to cater to people who just want to go get all their things and leave. So it is taking away from the sort of specialty items that a whole other group of people might be looking for at a Mariano's or a Jewel. Um, Like, I always think of, like, the Mariano's Olive Bar. What will come (laughs) of that? I hope it stays. We'll see. (laughs) Where do you do your grocery shopping, Ashok? 
Well, you know, it's it's hard to plan out the perfect day. <laughs> uh, but uh, during the pandemic, I just saw those long lines. And with yeah. the family, I didn't want a part of that. So uh, I tend to bring a lot of my business to smaller shops. I mean, you have uh, specialty shops like for butchers. Like uh, I really uh, uh, love uh, Dirk's Fish and Gourmet mm. on Clybourne. And they redid their whole space. They took over the space next to them. And now they have prepared foods. And you could have Asian carp uh uh, what, however you would imagine. <laughs> uh, so I, I, if I want, uh, like, Sundays are a big deal for our family. So we are scouring recipe books, and we want to make sure uh, we have all the necessary ingredients. So it really depends on what we feel like eating. Sometimes I'll, you know, head over to Metro Spice Mark for some South Asian grocers. You know, mm-hmm. you can't, you got to make sure the turmeric is, uh, you know, is fresh, right? right. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go to Dirk's. We'll go to uh, local foods because uh, I really love their butcher counter. Uh, it really de- uh, depends. Uh, I want to mm-hmm. say, uh, and I'm blanking on it, but I, I believe it's Fresh Farms on Western Avenue over in uh, Bucktown. Uh, they are they are a great shop, and they have all kinds of stuff that uh, you know makes me happy. They have like bread from uh, public and quality bread. Uh, oh. I O Pastry is yeah. over there, so you get like a lot of good selections. So uh, the short answer is it just depends everywhere. on our mood Every, <laughs> everywhere, and I, I love going to different neighborhoods to explore that as well. What about you, Brianna? Yeah, I always grew up with Jewel, so there's comfort to me in going mm-hmm. to Jewel, and that. I very much feel for people who are nervous about this deal that Jewel will change. Um, But I do also enjoy the grocery store crawl, as we were talking (laughs) about. Um, I love going to Devon Market. It's a fun one just to walk through and see what things that I haven't tried before. Um, I also think Harvest Time is a great local market over in Lincoln Square. So Jewel for the basics. And as Ashok said, just love going around to different local markets to see what else is there. Yeah, I mean... You know, I I feel like um, uh, I I feel sort of ashamed mentioning where I grocery <laughs> shop, um, but I I'm like a maybe two or three store person where I need to hit up the Costco mm-hmm. and then go to Jewel, maybe Mariano's, uh, go to a specialty shop like uh, Jungbu over on Kimball, um, and and yeah, I mean I I feel like this is probably going to change for a lot of people, and you know in Chicago we we have some areas where there is a Mariano's and a Jewel right next to each other, right. or if not close by. Um, Brianna, what what do you think this could mean? What what do you think could happen there in those scenarios? I'm just I keep having flashbacks to when all the Dominics turned into Mariano's, and I feel like yeah, there are so many areas where you can be equidistant between a Jewel and a Mariano's. And I don't know if those are going to, one of them will just disappear entirely, if there will be a takeover of the Kroger brand, since Kroger is, as Ashik said, the one that is buying and sort of the leader in this deal. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm worried for Jewel. Yeah. <laughs> if Jewel falls, what does it mean for the rest of us, right? And and, 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 and it's kind of sad, as Brianna puts it, like we, we you see these redundancies right next to you on, on a lot of north side neighborhoods. And, you know, you have underserved areas on the right. western uh, yeah. west and south sides. They don't have a grocery mar- uh, store. You know, a lot of these residents have to take CTA and, you know, transportation is so important. So you can, you know, carry and you can pack these grocers, uh, you know, uh, this this uh, takeover, I don't see it as good news for those areas. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, we are taking your calls. We've got Bruce from Chicago. Hey, Bruce. Yeah, how are you doing? Good. Uh, what, what are your thoughts here? 
My thoughts are I used to work for Central Grocers, which was Centrala Foods, we mm. supplier, uh, Tony's, Treasure Island, all the mom and pop yeah. shops. And at one time, we acquired uh, certified grocers, and then, then we acquired Dearborn Grocers. Mm-hmm. And then we went bankrupt, which was on a record profit year, which another company basically took over all of our stores, was Associated Grocers. Mm-hmm. We lost all all the mom and pop shops on the on the west side, the south side. They closed because they couldn't afford to start up with a new thing. Yeah. And if if this happens, what's going to happen to all the jewel employees? Not necessarily the stores, but the warehouse and the drivers. They're all going to lose their union jobs. Yeah, yeah. They, that's they are not they are not going to pay these people whatever they're making per hour with their benefits. Yeah. That's definitely a concern, the unions. Thanks for that, Bruce. Uh, we've got Virginia from Rogers Park. Uh, hey, Virginia. Hi there. Um, I just want to reiterate what was already said, and that that is this. This is a first world problem. Those mm-hmm. of us who are who are lucky enough to live on the on the north side have a plethora of choices, and people who live on the south and the west sides many live in grocery deserts. So I really hope that if this uh, purchase goes through, the, the parent company gives some thought to putting grocery stores into these grocery deserts because, you know, we can sit here and talk about this as a first world problem all we want. Well, people are literally not being able to buy fresh food and vegetables for themselves. Yeah. And the second thing to remember is for anybody who is on food stamps, they cannot use uh call in or delivery because mm-hmm. food stamps don't allow for that. Yeah. So again, please keep in mind this is a first world problem. Thanks, Thanks. for that, Virginia. Yeah, I mean, um Ashok, as you mentioned earlier, I mean, you know, we're we're talking about this and there are real problems on um in food deserts on the south and west sides. Well that's a that's the reason a lot of hospitals in particular, they have uh, opened up their parking lots on weekends uh, across the country and host farmers markets yeah. because they help wellness as well. And uh, there are there's a lot of work, a lot of dedicated people right now working to bring farmers markets to these underserved neighborhoods. And it's also a wild card we, we really haven't spoken about uh, being open air during the pandemics, farmers markets, after an initial setback, trying to figure out, well, what's going on and before the vaccines, they had uh, they've had great business the last couple of years. And uh, this move by uh, Mariano's Jewel is just they're trying to battle back. You know, they're not yeah. necessarily they don't, not necessarily going to bring those farmers into their stores. But, you know, if they have an increased pre- uh, you know, presence, maybe a, a shopper will choose uh, Mariano Jewel over like the Logan Square Farmers Market. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, um, one of those callers, Bruce, mentioned um, the closing of all those other grocery stores. Um, and and I'm also thinking of Dominic's back in uh, 2013. Um, Ashok, remind us what happened there. Well, uh, Dominic's, uh, you know, just ceased to exist. They were, they've were uh, they been around for, you know, what, what was it, decades, decades. And it was always Jewel and Dominic's. We were joking. They're like the Tom and Jerry of the, <laughs> right. of the circuit, you know, great rivals. And, uh, 
you know, at, when they closed, uh, they had all these empty stores, and it became kind of a bidding war be, uh, between Whole Foods, Jewel, Mariano's to take over those spaces. And, you know, a lot of those uh, stores on those underserved areas that we've, you know, we're, we're talking about, they went vacant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, does this give us, does Dominic's situation back in 2013 kind of give us any insight on what we might expect with this merger? You know, it, it's it is hard because there wasn't a direct successor to Dominic's. Right. You know, yeah. And, and here we know that you know Kroger Mariano's is going to come over and uh, you know add a couple of their products. You know, we're going to see like products that are redundant. The jewel, like we were, I was making the, the joke about that olive oil that you saw at Mariano's, that <laughs> fancy Mar- uh, Mariano's olive oil that you, you saw when they they first opened. And then Kroger came in and like, well, we have supply chain in other parts of the country. We're just going to bring our olive oil in because we don't want a competitor. So boom, that uh, you know, no longer have a, uh, a venue to sell mm-hmm. that olive oil. That'll, that'll be lost. Maybe yeah. you'll see that on a smaller scale, but it is, it's really, I, I don't know if the Dominic's is a, a direct parallel to this situation. Right, right. Uh, well, we've got another call, uh, Revolution in Andersonville. Um, hey, Revolution. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, what are your thoughts on this grocery merger? Total freaking disaster. <laughs> Chicago, because look, Kroger came in. I had not been to a Mariano's since uh, COVID and went there a couple of months ago. I've been to a few of them now. Kroger came in and just totally destroyed a great concept. Mariano's was fancy, but it had competitive prices with Jewel. And it was, uh, it was, a, it was a great place to shop. Now the stores are dirty. The shopping carts don't work. The employees are angry. Look, I know first world problems. They don't even take Apple Pay. It is like it is like <laughs> going back in time to a bit of a, a Hades hole there. You do not want Kroger to come to your town. Trust me, they totally ruined what Dave uh, Mariano did with, with a great concept. And, you know, he worked for Dominic's. I mean, they were, in a sense, a replacement for Dominic's and an upgrade. And I knew old man Dominic. I used to uh, stock uh, shelves when I was a, when I was mm-hmm. a teenager. And, uh, you know, yeah, they, they, they just destroyed that Mariano's concept. Wow. Well, thanks for that revolution. Not looking forward to uh, that Kroger takeover. Uh, we've got Jody in Edgewater, who seems to think the opposite, maybe. Hey, Jody. Yeah, yeah. Kroger uh, from Cincinnati, they seem to know what they're doing. Uh, we seem to have lost that charm of local groceries. Now it's just feed the cattle from a big cattler. And at least Kroger knows what they're doing. They have uh, decent products. Uh, Jewel, to me, uh, being an outsider from Chicago, you know, I live here now from Michigan. Jewel's kind of stale. It doesn't really impress me. It's just kind of there. Mariano's, very charming. My first one was in Bridgeport on Archer and uh, Ashland there. I was like, oh, this is charming. And sometimes whoever owns the place or runs the place just doesn't motivate their employees. And it shows uh, we can care less at some of Mm. these places. A lot of these grocery stores are crisp, they're clean, the employees are motivated. So it's just about the motivation, in fact, you know, like who owns this place? Who who cares who owns this place? You know, we all work here. You just kind of got to do your job well, and that's hard to do in today's day and age. But I'm optimistic about Kroger coming to Chicago because they know how to feed the cattle. And what do we need? We just need food, shelter, water, you know, Mariano's with their olive oil. (laughs) We got options. Go to Whole Foods, you know. A lot of options, but I do miss that mom-and-pop feel that some of us used to have in our neighborhoods. Yeah. And those days are gone. Yeah. It's got to motivate people as well. So I'm optimistic about it. Thanks for that, Jody. Uh, any reactions to, to, you know, these two opposing views here? 
I, I do think like what we were talking about with Mariano's before, it did feel like this is my neighborhood grocery store, even mm-hmm. though it was part of a chain. Um, and I do think some people feel that way about their local jewel. I know that I do. Um, and the, yeah, with Kroger coming in will kind of take away some of that personalization across the stores, I think. Um, and it does give Whole Foods a chance to sort of pounce and take over that more shopping experience as opposed to just like making it a chore. Yeah. I think that might be something that we see more of if we do have empty jewels or Mariano's in the yeah, future. For sure. Mariano's, as we know, has been around for about 10 years, um, but Jewel has been open since 1899. So if the Jewel brand were to go away, uh, that would be a big loss for Chicago, right? Just gets replaced with someone else. Uh, I believe Bruce called in and he was, you know, does anyone remember Sir DeSaver? Oh, yeah. Does everyone remember Butera, Edmar? You know, there's a there's just a graveyard of old grocery stores, and you know, it's just I'm, I'm sure whatever will replace it, we will we will love it, and Chicago's Chicagoan will embrace it, and it'll make it them their their own. You know, it's and those days of Alice and Sam the butcher are, are <laughs> gone, uh, but you know, it's kind of nice once in a while at the grocery store for someone to actually smile at you and recognize that you've been been uh shopping there for a while or you know that, that those little touches are, are probably we forget about it. and then uh especially i'm mean, like a broken record during the pandemic we seem to appreciate it a little bit more yeah for sure um and so we've got a comment from uh katie on facebook who said these little shops that you're talking about are so expensive and all north side um Care to respond <laughs> to that? She's right. She's a, a, a thousand percent right. You know, when that, that's where the first world problem uh, comes from. You know, uh, yeah. you know the we talk about farm to table, which right. is a cliche in the restaurant world. But those type of you know organic goods, they're going to be more expensive. And uh, there's not so much. There's like definitely kind of a a tone deafness sometimes within the community uh, that they are expensive and not everyone can afford them. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, we've got a caller, Allie from Carpentersville. Hey, Allie. Hey, how's it going? Uh, we're doing well. What's your thoughts? Yeah, so when I first heard about this story, um, I was reminded of what Kroger did during the pandemic by laying off their employees. Yeah. Um, and you know, it made me worry about such a large company having um, such a, a hold over the supply chain of food and um, in in our area of the state. So uh, my main concern is, you know, will they be empowered to keep their prices reasonable or will they decide to continue to add to inflation by, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 cents over the next, uh, you know, once this merger occurs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, think- that, so thinking about, you know, equity throughout the Chicagoland area, you know, if everything's more expensive, I feel like that would hurt. Yeah. You know, sure. everyone around us. And then as well as all the workers at the unions at Jewel, I, I hope that they maintain their standing. And because mm-hmm. at the Jewel by me, there have been people working there since, you know, for 15, 20 years. Yeah, yeah. People hold on to those jobs for sure. Well, thanks for that, Allie. Uh, Yeah, and you know, there are many promises that this merger will be better for all stakeholders, um, you know, administrative side to the everyday prices. Uh, But what do you think, Brianna? Well, another thing that Kroger said is that they are going to reinvest 
some of the money to keep those prices low and that they're reinvesting, I think they said a billion dollars into raising wages and benefits for employees. It would be great to trust that they're going to keep those promises. But with grocery prices already going up, the layoffs that were just mentioned, I'm a little skeptical of how long they can keep that promise. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've been talking about this and and people who don't live in Chicago are like, why are you guys all up in arms about a grocery (laughs) store? What is it about Chicago that that people really feel so strongly about their grocery stores? I do think Chicagoans just feel strongly about everything. (laughs) Um, And because it is such a big food scene here and Mm -hmm. people know when they're eating at a restaurant, when they're cooking, where that food comes from, like where they can go get those ingredients. Um, I I think it's part of just that sort of Midwestern passion. (laughs) Well, grocery stores have become landmarks, especially in, uh, you know, real estate development. Those are the anchors. They're saying, where am I going to meet someone? We often point to the grocery store because they have the huge signage. And, uh, uh, you know, for folks, uh, for stores and locations with bars, they are kind of become third places. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I, I have a buddy, I, I was telling Brianna before, that he's a photographer. He lived in Ukrainian village, and he was just up in arms that uh, with uh, the gentrification. He turned to the Marianos and uh, their bar and said, this is, the, this is like the dive bar. This is like what the gold star used to be. And he did a whole photo <laughs> exhibit based on the people he met uh, at, at uh, the Marianos bar. So it's just, you know, it it just sticks with you that familiarity. You can you know it it's uh, it's really important. I do think Brianna is is hundred percent right. You yeah. know you know Chicago Chicagoans like to say Chicago style everything, and now we have Chicago style grocery store maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, back to sort of like the nitty gritty business end of it. Um, Ashok, how long should we expect this merger to take? Well, I, I'm I'm not sure of the regulatory process right now, but they need to get you know we we talked about a little bit about antitrust, so that needs to go through. So, uh, like I I, I don't want to put uh, any sort of uh, estimation because you know how slow government goes, but it's going to take a while. It's not a guaranteed deal either that this is going to happen. So not guaranteed, but do you think it's likely the deal will get the government approval it needs? Who knows? Can you see these? Can you see the heart of our our lawmakers? I can. I cannot. I cannot. Uh, but yeah, it's it's more likely. And you know, do we really remember uh, Amico and BP? Right. You know, right. so I I think Jewel Osco. I mean, uh, all the Oscos are gone too, right? Right. With yeah. CVS. So maybe maybe that's where we'll ha- we'll always have Jewel in our hearts. <laughs> Well, just to wrap it up uh, quickly here, uh, Brianna, what what do you think consumers want these days? I think, uh, especially through the pandemic, it's just convenience. Um, You know, we can say that we like all these specialty shops, but people just want it to be easy to do their shopping. Yeah, well said. We've been speaking with Brianna Wellen from The Takeout and Ashoka Salvam from Eater Chicago. Thanks so much for joining us and, you know, do your groceries. (laughs) (laughs) This episode of Reset was produced by Daniel Tucker and Michael Liptrot and edited by Andrew Merriweather. Want more Reset? Then subscribe to our podcast and don't forget to leave us a rating that helps more people find us. I'm Susie Ann, in for Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk to you tomorrow. 